0: Welcome to the Marietta First United Methodist Church Podcast. Marietta First is a community of disciples dedicated to living and serving faithfully our local community of Marietta, Georgia and around the world. We are glad you're here. It is our prayer that this podcast offers you hope and grace on your own journey of faith. remain standing for those who are able for the reading of our Scripture this morning. I will be reading from Jeremiah 18, beginning with the first verse. Hear these words. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Come, go down to the potter's house, and there I will let you hear my words. So I went down to the potter's house, and there he was, working at his wheel. The vessel he was making of clay was spoiled in the potter's hand, and he reworked it into another vessel as seemed good to him. Then the word of the Lord came to me, "'Can I not do with you, O house of Israel, just as this potter has done?' says the Lord, "'Just like the clay in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel.'" At one moment I may declare concerning a nation or a kingdom that I will pluck it up and break it down and destroy it. But if that nation concerning which I have spoken turns from its evil, I will change my mind about the disaster that I intended to bring on it. And at another moment I may declare concerning a nation or a kingdom that I will build and plant it. But if it does, evil in my sight, not listening to my voice, then I will change my mind about the good that I had intended to do to it. Now, therefore, say to the people of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, Thus says the Lord, Look, I am a potter shaping evil against you and devising a plan against you. Turn now, all of you, from your evil way and amend your ways and your doings. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I want to just take a moment um, to say thank you to Ryan, Reverend Ryan, for sharing about the celebrations because I think it's really important as a church for us to take moments to celebrate because we are so often already putting stuff behind us before we move forward, as we move forward. And I think that we have to applaud the church for all the great work and all the great ministries that are happening here at this church. And so I do appreciate you mentioning those, especially as we give of our tithes and offerings, because your gifts go towards making these ministries possible. So I want to make sure to say that, because I know if you're like me, sometimes I'm already on to the next thing and I have just forgotten where i had been. Well, today is our third week in our series called Unshaken: Lessons from the Prophet Jeremiah. I just want to give a brief recap of some of the lessons we've learned so far. The first is, the first lesson we learned was that God has placed a call on each of our lives. For some of us it's very clear about what that call is. For others of us it's a little bit murky and we may not know exactly where God is leading us. But we can say with full assurance that the bare, bare minimum of a Christian is to be a witness to Jesus Christ. So we can say at the bare minimum, that's our calling as Christians. The second lesson that we learned is that God can be trusted. God can be trusted no matter what it is that we're going through, no matter the details of our lives, the problems, and we may not even know what it. Time that God is right there with us always, and God can be trusted. And sometimes God is there, Jesus' hands are outstretched, ready to catch us when we fall. Today, today, our lesson is an object lesson. It's about clay in the hands of the potter. Maybe you're like me, I don't know, and you can remember, you can remember at some point in your educational career having to get your hands on some clay. Maybe you remember that. I remember it was my junior year in high school, and I had to take an elective class, and I thought it would be easy, so I decided I was going to take a ceramics class. You know, it was being offered offered after lunch, and I thought I wouldn't have to use my intellectual abilities whatsoever, and I figured it was a win-win, and it was going to be an easy A. Okay? The goal of the course, of course, was to start small, learn the clay, make something small until you build up into ultimately a vase. So I thought, easy peasy, I can do this, no problem. And so I got my hands on some of that clay and I noticed that that clay was hard. It took a little bit of time to, you know, mold it and get it where you wanted. And the very first thing that we were supposed to do was to make a small dish. Well, back in the day, that small dish was an ashtray. <laughs> so I made a small dish that didn't resemble an ashtray but I knew then that it was going to be a little hard for me and that a that I thought I was going to have had slipped into a b. So we get to the final project and it's a vase. And you have to make this vine of grapes and put it on the vase. So I did what I could. I know that I got the grapes right because they were just little balls. But you had to get the little vine and then the little leaves. And then I knew, though, that even though my hands might not be able to work that clay the way others were in the class, noticeably doing better than I was, I thought, when I get on that potter's wheel, I'm going to be able to make my vase. So that day came, and I got onto the wheel, sat there, (laughs) <laughs> and I took this lump of clay and tried to make it into something, and I discovered that it was really, really hard. In fact, it was harder than just taking my hands and doing that. So I put it together, and I was supposed to go tall, and it went wide. I thought that maybe if I made it tall, You know, that would help, and then I could put my fingers in it, and I could somehow make it like a vase so that I could put something in it, and that didn't happen. It went squat. I noticed that I also made it too narrow, and then it caved in. I became so frustrated at the wheel that my ceramics teacher, Mr. James, a tall, angular, kind, and very patient man, had to step in to help me, that Easy A turned into a solid C. And I have to say, to this day, that when you bring up ceramics, I'm not very fond of ceramics. I can appreciate them, but I don't want to put my hands on them. And I remember when my boys were little and we had Play-Doh, I had flashbacks to that time (laughs) in ceramics class in 11th grade. I am grateful That God is much more patient with me than I was with that clay. The potter and the clay. It's Jeremiah's lesson for us today. The Lord, in our passage, we hear, tells Jeremiah to go down to the potter's house. The potter's house was located just outside of the town because that's where the, the kilns were, and all the smoke from the kilns would be separated then from the people. The potter was a craftsman, and most of the time he was making crafts for the community. It was Jewish life. There was always a potter. Practical things like bricks, pots, jars, lamps, sometimes toys and jewelry. The potter and the clay would be a very familiar image to the Israelites and was often used by biblical writers to identify a metaphor or an image and to share in a relationship about God and God's people. Jeremiah listens to the Lord, and he goes down to the potter's house, and the potter is at work at his wheel. In his hands are the clay that he is molding, and the wheel is spinning, and he is making a vessel, and the clay is spoiled, the text says. It's spoiled. And the potter is reworking it and reshaping it and remolding it, putting in a little bit of water from time to time until something resembling a useful piece of property, uh, pottery, begins to take shape. Jeremiah listens to the Lord. And he goes down and he does this. And then God says, can I not do... To you, O house of Israel, what this potter has done. Just like the clay in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand. I can make you, I can mold you, I can shape you into whatever I want. But it's up to you. I can, even should I decide, can break you and remake you into something even more wondrous. After all, I am the very God who formed you out of the dirt, out of the clay, and breathed into you the breath of life. We know from our previous lessons on Jeremiah that part of his prophetic call is to call the people back, to call them back because... And it was a call that he didn't even really want to take on. But he was to call the people back to repentance so that they would return to God. They'd lost their way. They'd chosen to worship foreign gods. They've chosen to make their own decisions without even consulting the God of Israel. And they built a life for themselves separate from God the God who cared for them, for generations and generations. They turned their back on God. But the potter, the potter wants to take those hardened hearts, those hardened hearts of clay and remake them into a vessel, a holy vessel for God. Have you ever considered what kind of clay you have in your life, in your heart? What does the potter have to work with? Is your clay soft and malleable? Are you willing to work with the Lord, whatever the Lord's got in store for you? Are you receptive to the work of the potter? Or do you push back every time the potter wants to do something in your life and you say, I don't think so? Is your clay a little brittle? Has it become cynical? Irritated? Has the clay of your heart and of your life become so hardened that you have started to turn away from God? To turn away from the church? To turn away from your relationships? You see, our lives are not set in stone. The potter the potter's always working on us. Even when we break and even with all of our imperfections, God's not looking for us to be without flaws. How else could it be? Clay is made from sand and from dirt. If you were to look at any of these pieces of pottery, there's lots of blemishes on them. And it doesn't mean that God can't make something beautiful out of it. Life is messy. No matter how we might craft ourselves on the outside, on the inside, we are not a perfect piece of pottery. Our lives And our hearts are always in need of reshaping and remolding. The Apostle Paul said it to the church. He said, we are all merely jars of clay, prone to cracks and imperfections. Frederick Buechner, maybe you know that name. Frederick Buechner was a pastor and a beloved spiritual writer, and he died this past week. Fortunately for the Christian community, he leaves behind him a prolific a prolific library of Christian literature. And he said something that I think resonates with our passage of scripture this morning. This is what he said If I were called upon to state in a few words the essence of everything I was trying to say as a novelist and as a preacher, it would be something like this Listen to your life. See, it for the fathomless mystery it is in the boredom and pain of it no less than in the excitement and gladness touch taste smell your way to the holy and hidden heart of it because in the last analysis all moments are key moments and life itself is grace Jesus Christ is the potter. And the potter wants us to listen to our life. Life is a classroom. It's got much to teach us if we are listening. I've often heard it said that the student is ready. The teacher will come. The teacher will come when the student is ready. If we are willing to be shaped by the holiness of God... Allowing God to work with the clay of our lives because that's where the potter does his best work, shaping and reshaping and molding with all of our life, with our pain and our joy, our laughter and our tears, our disappointments, our unmet expectations, our failures, our successes, all of it. Christ is creating a masterpiece in you. But only if we let the potter do his work. Only if we allow the broken parts of our lives to be reshaped and remolded and redeemed. Not into something perfect, but into something holy. I once heard a preacher when I was in seminary, I decided this this day was a Tuesday, and I was going to attend worship at Cannon Chapel. And since she was a student, when students were preaching at Cannon Chapel, those worship services were not well attended. (laughs) Students didn't go to worship to hear their peers. They wanted to hear the big names, the preachers with the muscle the ones who'd published books, the ones who we thought had something to say. Well, that day I decided to go. I don't know why. There were plenty of seats, so I grabbed one. I sat by myself. And as the young woman began to preach, it was a young African-American woman, and she began to preach on this text from Jeremiah, and I will never forget it. She shared her story. She shared how how the potter got a hold of her and put her on one of those pottery wheels and started shaping her life. And she was resistant. She didn't like what the potter was doing in her life. It got messy. She said some of that clay just splattered against the walls. Sometimes, It was hard for the potter to soften that clay of her life. And then she decided, because God had placed a call in her life, and she wanted to be like Jonah and run the other way, God said, I don't think so. And continued to work that clay. And with each mention of the wheel in her sermon, her voice and the tradition that she comes from got louder and louder and louder, Until she said that that potter was taking his hands and reworking her whole life right there on that wheel. And that lump of clay would become a vessel used by God. Now, I noticed, I noticed when I was there, sitting there, there there was a young man not far away. He was sitting over there. And he had uh, started to, um, <clears throat> you know, cry a little bit. And then I noticed, started off with the sniffles. You know, when people are with you and they are in worship and they're sniffling, it gets a little irritating. He was doing this. Then he wiped his eyes. Then he started to cry. Then he started to <gasps> Sob. And let's be honest, it made us all very uncomfortable. We didn't know what to do. And even the preacher noticed. And then she said, as this man is bawling his eyes out in worship, don't try to avoid the potter, she says, because he's going to get a hold of you. And he's going to put you on that wheel, and he's going to spin you around. And he's gonna take the waters of baptism and splash them on you and soften you and shape you and mold you and break you and remold you again, challenging you. And your head might be spinning around and round and round, and your body might be shifting on that wheel, and you don't know where you're headed, but the potter, he's got you in his hands. And if you let him, he will reshape your life. If you let him, if you let him, give yourself to the potter, she said. (laughs) At the end of the service, the young man just sat there heaving from his tears. You would have thought that a big-time preacher Stood up in that pulpit. But it was just a young student preacher talking about the potter and some clay. So we got up to leave. We didn't know what to say, so we, you know, did what we do. We ignored him. We just walked on by. So we said nothing. But then I noticed that the young preacher walked up to him, patted him on the shoulder, and whispered something in his ear, and he nodded. I think, I think in that moment, he finally understood the meaning of grace. Jeremiah's words were meant for the nation of Israel to remind them that they are in the potter's hands. And God is going to keep at them and keep reshaping them. I think this the story is true for the church. Many folks talk about the days before the pandemic. When there were more people in worship, more people engaged, more ministries getting there we not we may not have been into exile in Babylon but it may have felt like that maybe right now is it possible that the clay sitting on the potter's wheel is the church and that God's got his hands on the church Going round and round, and God is reshaping and remolding the church and breathing life into that dead clay. And just maybe Jesus the potter is handcrafting something new for the church. It's what he does. He doesn't give up on the clay, and neither should we. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you for listening to the Marietta First United Methodist Church Podcast. For more information about Marietta First United Methodist Church, we invite you to connect with us online at MariettaFUMC.org or on Facebook at MariettaFUMC.